You're listening to another hope-filled podcast from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifenz.org. God is good and all the time. That is such an American thing, isn't it? So American. Hey, for those of you guys who don't know, my name is Ben Falealili. Oh, sorry. Thanks, team. You guys are good to go. How about we give a round of applause for our worship team? I was going to be mean and just have them stay up here the whole time, not need them, but I'll call you guys up soon. Shop ropes. Yeah, so for those of you guys who don't know, I was born and raised in California. So this accent that I have is, to me, you guys have accents. I don't have an accent. Um, my last name gives it away, Fale Alili. My family derives from American Samoa. A lot of times, though, people over here try to question my Americanism. They're like, you don't look like you're from America. I said, like, what do you mean? He's like, you look like you're from here. I'm like, well, I'll let you know that there are Samoan people outside of Otara. Thank you very much. Jeez. But yeah, man, I've been here for four years. I've been married for four years to my lovely wife, Yvonne, sitting here in the front row. So I've been in New Zealand for four years, been married for four years, been on staff for four years. Just four is a good number right now. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm also the eldest child out of, out of my bunch, and then also four, and then eldest out of the grandchildren on my dad's side. So there's seven of us, or currently eight, but at the time there were seven. They got a picture will show up. You guys see me in my awesome hairdo and clothes. <laughs> Throwback Thursday on a Sunday. Hello. So that's, that's me, and then just above me is my sister, Anna, just above that in the bro. My brother in the middle, his name's Oakland. Then we have Rhea, Stanley here on the left, Myra. Everybody say hi, Myra. And then right here is the youngest girl, Kennison. So at the time, um, we were all living together. But Mother's Day was always, it became bittersweet um, for, for us and our family. So technically, four of those are biologically brothers and sisters. And then the other three are um, my uncle's kids. And my uncle and his wife, her name was Auntie Fern, my favorite auntie ever. Uh, but unfortunately, she passed away at the young age of 24. She was about to, just before 24. So she passed away, and Myra was five at the time when her mom passed away, her dad. So it just became like a collective effort for everybody to help step in. So you had my mother step in to, to play her role, my grandmother, their grandmother on the other side, various aunts who come into to the picture to, to play their part as mother. Um, so these three eventually moved in with us pretty much until right up until they finished high school. And uh, long story short, this, these are my siblings. So thank you, team. That's, that's me. And I just want to give a shout out to my mom and all the ladies who helped raise and nurture those bunch of knuckleheads. Um, it, it was a crazy house, but it was a good house. And uh, you guys ready for the word today? Yeah. All right. If you have your Bibles, you guys could turn to, chapter, uh, to Luke chapter 1. Verse 30, I think we have it on the screen as well. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Oh, sorry, just a little, little back it up. We're, we're about to enter the scene where Gabriel, the angel, comes and visits Mary to let her know that she's about to give birth to the Savior of the world. And scene. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will, con- you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? 
The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One would, to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel gapped it for his next appointment. Uh, today is Mother's Day. And we want to honor all the ladies in here as we do in, as a custom of this house. But especially the mothers. You know, the mothers, you guys are like superheroes. And it, it's crazy to, to think. I, I, I know, definitely. I, I don't have it in me to be a mother. Definitely not. I like my beer belly. Uh, it's not a beer belly, guys. It's a Krispy Kreme belly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I understand today might be difficult for some of you guys because some of us might, we may not have a good relationship with our mother. Some of us may not have our mother. Our mother might have passed away or, or just whatever it may be. Today might be difficult. And I just want to encourage you guys with this scripture in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. It says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. The Bible also says to honor your father and mother. And today, we just want to give honor to the women who gave birth to us. Whether you have a good relationship with them or not, they are your mother. Without them, you wouldn't be here. Amen? So I just want to express gratitude for everything that all the mothers have done for us and continue to do. And use a few stories about... The mother of Jesus Christ, Mary, uh, just to remind us. Today is pretty much just a reminder tonight. I just want to remind us of how awesome mothers are. Uh, will you pray with me? You have no choice. I have the mic. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you so much for this time that we have together as brothers and sisters in Christ. And we just pray that you be with us in this word that we're about to dive into, Lord. We pray that your Holy Spirit will give us each individually what we need out of this message and out of your word. We know that your word never returns void. So we just pray that you be with us in this time as you have been through all this day. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. All God's children said, amen. amen. So one of the things that I'm thankful for of a mother is her sacrifice. I'm thankful for, for that sacrifice. And the role of a mother is, is second to none. It's, it's so, you have to be selfless to be a good mother. Like you have to give them the last piece of pizza. You have to give, you have, if you're hungry, it's going to the child if you love them, if you I felt bad. All them kids in the house, my mom, she never ate. But um, her, she has to sacrifice her time. She sacrifices her body. She sacrifices sleep. She sacrifices her entire life, really. And as we read earlier, we see Mother Mary, she was about 13 to 15. Don't quote me, just around that age. You ask when she gets to heaven, when we get to heaven. Um, but in those moments, like the angel came and said, you're about to be a mother, not only to a baby, but the savior of the world. In that had so much risk so much um just questions and mystery but she chose to trust in god and trust in his word so i mean she she was with joseph but they haven't consummated their marriage yet so that could have been an issue if you know if i if i was joseph and she came and said hey i'm pregnant but it ain't yours i'm like bye that ain't peace you know, but so you have that, that she's risking. She's risking that relationship. She's also risking getting stoned because because the way that the women were treated back in the days. So she had all of these risks. But through it all, she said later on in the chapter, you see Luke chapter one, verse 46 and 48. Mary says, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. For now on, generations will call me blessed, blessed. 
And I just give it up to her because not only did she risk the ridicule of, of what could possibly happen to her, she did it with joy, with great joy. This young girl who, who, at that age, I was just worried about collecting Pokemon cards and, like, you know, <laughs> pimples starting to come up. But that, she had the, uh, the spiritual maturity. She knew God's word. And she, she just said, all right, let, I'm in. It says, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. She had to consider being the chosen one to, to be the mother of the Savior of the world, to raise and nurture Jesus from birth to adulthood. There's not really much in between that time. So I got a lot of questions when I get to heaven. I'm just wondering, like, oh, what did you eat? Were you, do you have allergies or whatever? Maybe? <laughs> just how was Jesus? Was he a crybaby? Because I, I mean, and <laughs> so, so she had the, 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 the job, the mission to, to nurture and, and, and bring up and raise Jesus from birth into childhood so he can fulfill his purpose that God has given him. And that's pretty much the, the, the essence of, of a mother is she is meant to come and nurture you and, and raise you and bring you up. And if you don't do well, that's your bad because your mama did her part, you know. Um, but I, I know my mom, I couldn't think of, of a time where my mom complained about being our mother or taking my uncle's kids, you know, to help raise. And all of a sudden she had seven children under the roof, eight if you include my dad. But, but <laughs> would I change my childhood? No, because that, that was some sacrifice on our end as well. We, we couldn't get maybe everything we wanted because now we had extra, extra bodies in the house, but we didn't care about that. So would I change my childhood? No. Was it difficult? Yes. Were there hard times? Of course. Were there great times? Too many to count. Way too many to count. But I don't remember ever hearing my mother complain about being our mother. I definitely remember her saying, y'all get on my dang nerves. <laughs> and we're all in our 20s, and we still get on her dang nerves to this day. So a mother's, a mother's love, a mother's love is something that I'm thankful for. Yeah. A mother's love goes beyond sacrificing herself for her and her household. She even sacrifices her own comfortability in order to serve those around her. Yeah. We had a lovely example of Sandra earlier today. She got 10 kids of her own. That's a headache. <laughs> but but she, she was obedient to the call that God put on her life to go out and, and, and be a mother to other people. And, and that's, that's just the second nature of a mother, a mother's love. A mother's love. So we got a mother's sacrifice that I'm thankful for. Another thing I'm thankful for is a mother's love. The mothers have this, like, code of honor. It's like an unspoken rule. I just made it up. So, anyways, it's like if you see my child acting up and I'm not there, feel free to go in and diffuse the situation however you see fit. Like, yes, is that right? I don't know. My, my mom definitely did that. My grandma did that. If it wasn't even their kid. And I'm like, yo, leave them alone. Leave them alone and let them do them. She goes, no, that's not right. They shouldn't be doing that. Their mom knows better. If she was here, she'd say the same thing. <laughs> All right? So a mother's love, it's so, it's so crazy because it's, it's unconditional, and, and a mother's love is not just for her children. It's for everybody, you know? Um, anybody got a mother in here who, who just, like, jumps into other people's situation like mine? I think here you say OTT over the top. Where I come from, we say extra. Like, you extra. Mm, you extra. So, you know... My mom, she was extra. My grandma's extra. My mother-in-law's extra. My wife's extra. I just, I'm just around all these extra. You're just extra. But, but there's nothing wrong with extra because it's the love that they have, that they want to go out and help other people and serve other people. And I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go home. We need to go. But she's too busy being extra. So, anyways. 
I'll tell you a story about the Mother Mary where she was extra. She had a moment where she was extra. In the book of John, chapter 2, verse 1 to 5, it talks about how they went to this wedding. And Jesus was there with his, his disciples, and, and his mother was there. And they ran out of wine. You, you could just read. Go ahead. They ran out of wine. And then she turns and tells Jesus, they ran out of wine. And Jesus says to her, he's like, woman. Let, let you know, that's not disrespectful in the context, all right? Because so, I know if I said woman to my mama, you'd call me dead. So she said, he says, woman, this is, this is no disrespect here. There's no disrespect. Just know that. He says, woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, my hour has not yet come. His mother said to his servants, do whatever he tells you to do. <laughs> extra. Can I get an amen? That's extra. So, so Jesus went and he, 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 did his, he did his thing. But my, my sister-in-law, she went to Israel recently. And she was telling us about the wedding at Canaan, where it was. And they went on a tour. And she was telling me, that just down the road, not too far, there's a vineyard where the actual wedding took place. So we don't know how Mary knew Jesus was going to take care of it. And quite frankly, I don't think she cared. She just said, there's a problem. I know you can fix it, and you're going to fix it. I don't know how you're going to do it, but you're going to do it. I mean, you're the savior of the world. I'm pretty sure you can save this wedding. So <laughs> snap, snap, do what he tells you to do. So I'm like, man, I've been in plenty of situations well, my mom doing that too, and I'm like, you know what? Just out in public, you can't be doing this to me. But she's like, do what he tells you to do. So, extra. I'm telling you, extra. She didn't know how the problem was going to be fixed, but she didn't care. But it was her mother's. It was the mother's heart love, I believe, that said, "Oh, if it were my child that ran out of wine, it's very embarrassing in this context, in this state. It's very embarrassing. I just need somebody to go get some extra wine to make sure because the weddings. They. I'm glad we didn't get married back in the day because it's a couple days long. You know, here I'm. I'm ready to go right after dessert. <laughs> um, but she, she said, you know, I'm pretty sure she said, if this were you, Jesus, or any of your siblings, and we ran out of wine, I would do the exact same thing. Um, my grandmother, she's extra all the time. But she's great. She has such a, a wonderful, warm heart. And she, she says, it's okay. Good heart, get the good blessing. And I said, Grandma, you need to charge those people. You need to stop going over there. Stop giving them your time. She goes, it's okay. I do it for the love. For the love. Good heart. Get the good blessing for to serve the good people. Amen. You know? And I'm like, man, why you got to love God so much sometimes? Because, you know, sometimes inconvenience. But the mothers don't care. Inconvenience, it's okay. Your baby's crying at 2 in the morning. I'm pretty sure the husband doesn't get up. He'd be like, just do the little nudge. And I'm sorry, men. I'm on the women's side today. <laughs> Another point is, is a, mother's, a mother's presence. So you got a mother's sacrifice that I'm thankful for. you got a mother's love that I'm thankful for, and also a mother's presence. And you look in the Bible, there are plenty of, of examples where Mary is present in the life of Jesus Christ. Yeah. She was present when she, he, before he was, before he was you know, in his mother, also there when she was pregnant, also there when he was born. There during that, when he was age 12 and he got lost, they lost him at the temple. She was there. Well, she wasn't there, but she was there after they found him. But, but Mary is, is, you know, she was there at the birth and the death of Jesus Christ. So if we rewind back to when, angel, uh, when the angel Gabriel visited her and said, this is the savior of the world. And then you fast forward to her at the cross. She knew this was coming. She didn't know how it was going to work out, but she knew it was coming. But she, she couldn't do anything in that moment. She couldn't do anything in that space and time. But what she said, well, I believe not, she didn't say, but just her presence was there. 
I don't know about you, but when my mother is around, I feel better. You can tell with, when the kids, if, if someone with babies, if there's a big loud noise or a big loud bang or, or some, some, something that will scare them, where do they run? They run to their parents, the presence. Sometimes if they look around and they can't see their mom, their mom just might be on the other side of this curtain. But because they don't see their mother, they freak out. So mom just coming into your, your space and mom coming there and being present in, in your world, it's just comfort. It's just something about a mother's presence that brings comfort, that brings just a, a nurturing spirit to it as well. Uh, I remember my mom, I was about 10 years old. I got a necklace from, from, this, from this girl from school, and she, she liked me. It's all right. I didn't marry her. Hey, it's all right, baby girl. I, I'm committed. Me and you, we, I got you. But it, the game, she gave me this necklace, and, and I knew I wasn't supposed to have a girlfriend, wasn't even interested or anything like that. But I put the necklace on the dress, and I went to sleep. We had a bunk bed. And I remember the next morning, oh, it was so crazy. It was so crazy. My mom woke me up. She goes, Ben. She's over there ironing my clothes. Ben, whose necklace is this? Whose necklace is this? Uh, it's some girl from school, mom. She, I want to let you know, look at me, that there is no girl on this earth who will love you the way that I do. Do you hear me? I still got boogers in my eyes. I'm like, yes, ma'am. And then when she met Yvonne, she's like, she loves you so much. I love her. But just, just knowing that now my mom is, uh, I live here. My mom's in California. I still miss her presence. I do. It's, it's, but it's comforting to know that that we are here, that God called us here to New Zealand. And, and when I go back to visit them, it's cool. I love it. I love being around her. And sometimes the mothers, they don't even have to say anything. Just their presence. Their presence is great, and their presence is, is warm, and it's comforting. And you look at the story with, with Mary. There was really nothing that she could do at the cross. But, but I, I know a mother's heart, not because I'm a mother, but because I have one, and I'm a mama's boy. This is just my observation. That if she could, she would trade places. She, she would. But she couldn't. But she couldn't because she, she wasn't worthy because she, she, she wasn't the savior. But she knew that her presence there, I don't know. I've, if I were the other disciples and I see his mom there, if I see Mary there, it's just comforting. I'm like, yeah, this sucks. This really sucks. But just having her here know, lets me know that. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And it, 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 sometimes, I know moms, you juggle things and you juggle bills and you juggle, you know, all these different things. And, and a lot of times, you, wear, you hide it well, is what I'm trying to say. So I'm thankful for, for your presence and, and your love that in the background, you might be a duck underwater just kicking and kicking and kicking. But at the, over the surface, everything's going to be okay, baby. Yeah. We're going to be all right. And it's, it's only the relationship with God, I believe, that, that allows her to continue to love the way she does, continue to sacrifice the way she does, continue to um, just have that presence about it as well. And, and there's a beautiful exchange between Mary and Jesus when he was on the cross. You look in John 19, 26, it says, when Jesus saw his mother there, and the disciples whom he loved, the disciple who he loved standing nearby, he said to her, Woman, here is your son. 
And to the disciple, he said, here is your mother. And, and I love that, that exchange because it's Jesus saying, this is the woman who looked after me my whole life. I'm, I'm going somewhere. And I won't be able to be here physically. So, John, this is your mother. Mother, this is John. Pretty much Jesus saying to John, hey, you better watch her. Oh, you better watch out. You know? <laughs> and, and if I... If, <laughs> It, that was just a beautiful exchange and because she, Jesus had siblings who he could have just said, oh, mom, you go find the other siblings and everything's going to be okay. No, in that moment, he had them there and it was her presence. She didn't have to be there. Well, I believe she wanted to be there. And I believe that's just the mother's presence and the mother's heart and the mother's love that she carries. Um, if you see the role of a mother is very important. And the reason I believe it's important is because we follow Jesus and Jesus had a mother. So there is some some importance behind it. And I know some of us may not have our mother here on earth, but we have women in our world who who play that role and play that figure. And and I just want us to, to be, for us to be thankful, take time to just sit back and reflect. What is it about my mother or the motherly figure in my world that I'm thankful for? Am I thankful for her love? Am I thankful for her sacrifice? Am I thankful for her presence? Um, I got a picture of my sister, Myra. You guys remember I was talking about Myra earlier. That's Myra. And that is her, that, those are her two children. Uh, the one on the left, his name's Jaira. And then the young girl on the right, her name's Tampreet. So Tampreet, we call her Tanny. Tanny's now five years old. That's the same age that Myra was when Myra lost her mother. And uh, her church, their youth pastors at their church, they posted this on their page, and, and they had a little blurb that Myra wrote, and I just want to read it. You guys go ahead and look at that picture and, and let your imagination run wild. And um, even though she didn't have her actual mother here physically, and she had my mother and grandmothers and other aunts to, to play those roles, I, I believe it was ultimately through her relationship with Christ that allows her to be the incredible mother that she is here today. And her church posted this, and I just want to just read it. It says, she's been a mom since 2011. What is your favorite thing about motherhood? Myra writes, where do I even start? These two have completely changed my world and, const- and continuously make me a better person. Being their mom gives me the honor of protecting them wholeheartedly, loving them uncontrollably, cheering them on constantly, and laughing with them endlessly. One of my favorite things as their mom is when they pray on their own. They pray for things they need, want, and believe for. At times, they pray for new toys. Other times, they pray for people who are sick. Quite honestly, it's the cutest. But seriously, it shows me that they get it, that they know faith works. And so as a mommy, that rewards my heart with the utmost peace and joy. Thank you, Jaira and Tani, for allowing me to be your mother. You see, Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, it reads, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. Mothers did not exist until Eve became one. And how did Eve know to be a mother? Because she didn't have one of herself. I believe wholeheartedly she was learned through the relationship that she had with God. And as we... Have those things that we're thankful for, a mother's love, a mother's sacrifice, a mother's presence. 
I'm also thankful for, for God's presence. Because ultimately, a mother's heart is truly a reflection of who God is. And who God, and that's just a reflection. It's just a glimpse. Because God, he, my mom, I love my mom. But there are times where she let me down. There are times where I let her down. But with God, it's perfect. There's, there's no stain. There's no blemish. There is nothing. It's a perfect love. It's a perfect love. So I'm thankful for God's presence. And can I get the keys up, please? I'm thankful for God's presence. You see, God's presence is everywhere. His word says he will never leave us nor forsake us. His word says that as a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. In those moments of hurt, God is there. In those moments of joy, God is there. In the moments of pain, God is there. Through the storm, God is there. Through celebration, God is there. He will never leave you nor forsake you. The Bible says that you draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So it it takes a bit of of faith to to be in his presence. And you don't have to come to church to be in God's presence. Because as he ascended into heaven, he sent down the helper, who is the Holy Spirit, who lives within us as we we give our lives to, to Christ and surrender. We have the Holy Spirit on our side. And God is with us wherever we go. Through the good times, he's with us. Through the bad times, he's with us. God's love. I'm thankful for God's love. His love is endless. And as we heard earlier, it endures forever. It is a perfect love. 1 John chapter 4, 7 to 8, it says, Let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. Romans 5, 8 says, God shows us his love for us, that in while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God's sacrifice. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I'm grateful. I am so grateful for a mother's sacrifice. I'm so grateful for a mother's love. I am so grateful for a mother's presence. But even more so, I am thankful for God's presence. I am thankful for God's love. I am thankful for God's sacrifice. And the mothers couldn't be the great mothers they are if it weren't for their being made in the image of God. And I I don't know where you're at today. I don't know if you have a good relationship with your mom or not. I don't know if you have a relationship with Jesus or not. But I want us to, to take time and be thankful of the mother figure or the mother that God put in our lives. But also be thankful for God and all that he is. Because a mother's love is great. But it does have some faults to it. God's love, no faults, perfect. And the thing is, we didn't have to do anything, just like a mother's love, you don't have to do anything to earn her love. She loves you wholeheartedly. And like I said, I, just an observation, I'm pretty sure if Mary could, she'd take Jesus' place. But she couldn't. Because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. And after, after Eve and the fall and Adam, everyone after are disqualified because we come from a, a sinful path. But here comes Jesus. God in skin. Coming to live on this earth, walk this earth. To let you know. That God's love is great. That God's presence is great. That God's sacrifice is great.
and just, just, just a glimpse of, of my story of, with, with my family and my siblings. It was hard. But there's one day where I'm going to be in heaven and I'm going to see my Auntie Fern. And I'm going to say, your girl did great. And she's going to say, I know. So wherever you're at with your relationship with your, your mother or a motherly figure, take time to be thankful. Be thankful. Be grateful. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Life. If you have questions or want to contact someone about this message, visit lifenz.org.